Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives, and my esteemed colleague is... Rob Johnson from Bona Training. Esteemed colleague, huh? Esteemed colleague. Esteemed colleague. Is that because I have a new job title? Yes, you've been upgraded in life. Yeah. yeah. You're no longer esteemed colleague. You're not upset with the world now. You're an esteemed colleague. Es- esteemed colleague. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rob, happy Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas to you. Merry yeah. Christmas, Wayne. Yes. Merry Christmas. You know something? I know you're not a big Christmas guy. I'm glad to see you doing a little Christmas show, though. I'm it not... looks like that hard heart of yours is starting to soften up. It's that time of year, it looks like. So I'm I... glad to see you coming around. I've never said I'm not a Christmas guy. I love Christmas. I, in fact, I hate people that do all Christmas. Uh, my, I used to know someone that does all every year complain about Christmas. I just don't get overjoyed at the whole festive thing but i really appreciate it in my own way i do and i and the reason for the season i yeah i'm i'm all in man but um are you sure because i didn't think last year we did much of a christmas thing i didn't think you were into it wasn't my fault <laughs> i oh i it's war it's on the floor with wayne and rob the esteemed colleague rob you made me mad last christmas i think i can't remember why now but I've forgiven you. Wow. So Is yeah. It? Yeah. So I, I made you mad about Christmas. Uh during Christmas uh, time period, I think you made me mad about something. Can't remember what it is now. I guess I should forgive you. Wow. Well, I feel right. great. Yeah, forgiven. You feel yeah. forgiven? Yeah. Jeez. Good. I'm gonna sleep well hey, now. You know something? Um I, I had two things happen to me uh in the last uh few weeks. Over the last few weeks, I'm going to tell you the following things that I've lost. I lost my very good fishing jacket, expensive fishing jacket, I've had for almost 30 years. I lost my headphones that I loved, and I I can't stand traveling without headphones. I lost my sunglasses, and I never buy expensive sunglasses because I I feel like I don't deserve them because I can't take care of them, I lose them. But I thought this was the one pair I'm going to really, really, really try, and and not lose. But I, I think it might have been in my jacket of my that I lost, and I lost a fishing pole. And I have no. I, I keep racking my brain. I keep searching. You know, like I, I must. It must be here somewhere. What kind of headphones were they? Uh, they were. Uh, I think they were like Gold Crusher. I don't know what the, they were. Uh, no, uh, Dre Beach or something. I don't know something like that. But uh, I've lost. I lost them. I, I I know where they are. They're- so you lost a jacket. You lost sunglasses, headphones, fishing, fishing pole. pole. Yeah. Do you want to give everybody your home address where to send these Christmas gifts? Or oh no 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 I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not. This asking. is the saddest. This is the saddest way I've ever seen a little kid <laughs> ask for Christmas gifts, ever. Merry Christmas. And by the way, Merry Christmas. Here's but you're not going to believe what I lost. Yeah. <laughs> just the timing. Just uh, it just so happens anybody out there who's looking for suggestions because I really need this stuff. I I told my wife I'm not replacing the fishing pole. I'm not replacing the jacket. I'll I've got other jackets. I'll deal with that. I'm not replacing the sunglasses, but I have to replace the uh, the, the the headphones. 
not these, not these ones here, the other headphones. But uh, but on the other side where there's a yin and yang, I found a flash drive. Uh, and I who know what would be in it, right? I'm just the flash drive. And I plugged it into the computer and it's somebody else's music collection. Okay. You found you found a flash drive. Flash drive. Where? In uh in the in the airport. All right. And so in the in the, in the corner of the airport, like, you know, it's probably been there forever. And, it, you know, it's one of those really small ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I plugged in my computer. Some dudes, guys or gals, uh, uh, music collection. And whoever he is, I hope he backed it up, man. I hope he I hope he had back because it's a very extensive and I want to shake the dude's hand. Really? And, yes. And uh, oh, holy smokes, is it good? And I'm a I'm a music aficionado, as you know. You are Mr. Music. Definitely. I don't get surprised very often. Here was his. He's had he had a um, old seventies blues and funk. There's like two hundred eighty songs in there. He had a, a, a Chicano soul, blah 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 music. Cameron Chicano something or other. And it to me, that's like old seventies uh, or old sixties soul music. Smoking good songs on there. Almost three hundred of them. And then he had a, a old Motown, Motown style. It's Motown like old style. Motown to me. It's old Motown. Yeah. Yeah. Then he had like a funk something or other uh, music uh, thing. And the last one was old Mexican music. I happen to love old Mexican music. I can't explain the. I don't know the singers or the songs, but uh, anyhow, it is whoever this guy was. I want to share. And, and whoever he is, Rob, I bet you he's in a he's in a car club. I bet he's got an old lowrider somewhere. He's in some kind of a car club. He's probably 60 years old. You know what I mean? And um, I hope he backed it up, man. But I'd like to shake the guy's hand. It is a smoking good. Uh, uh, All right. I, I just wrote down old Mexican music. I want to I wanna look this up, find out what old Mexican music is. You know what? Because all I'm thinking is like John Wayne movies, the kind of oh. music you played there. So this is this is so good. I, I want to hear old what old Mexican music is. Yeah. Uh maybe I'll send you the flash drive, but I I don't want to lose it. Either that or send me a couple of the names of the songs. Yeah. All right, I'll do that. And I'll look that up. I, now I now I want to listen to what old Mexican music is cuz I have if you saw my playlist and everything I go from Frank Sinatra to ACDC to En Vogue. I got everything everything on there old country i got it all i'm sure it's very pedestrian um but uh, <laughs> i don't even know why but i'm glad it makes you happy i don't even know why i went there okay yeah i've even right. downloaded some of your bluegrass stuff oh there you go you yeah. even got me on some of that stuff all right now you're so i got a little bit of everything on mine too but all right. But old Mexican music? No, I don't. Love it, man. I crank it up as loud as I can take it and uh, love it. So you're a music aficionado. Mm -hmm. How's your Christmas music? How's how's your Christmas music list? Um, I don't have a lot of Christmas. I, I don't, not a big fan of Christmas music. I'm, I hate to say the traditional, uh, and when they start playing it like now in in stores, I have a problem with it. I just, I, I don't know. All I don't right. know what it I, is. I, I want you to do me a favor. You got a pen and paper with you? I do. All right. I want you to write down Joel the lump of coal. 
Joe with the L, Joel? Joel. Joel, the lump of coal. I think it's a band out of Chicago called The Killers. Okay. And they do one Christmas song a year. They they do a Christmas song. I know and the they killers. Did this one. They did this one a couple years ago. And it's turned into my second favorite Christmas song ever. Mm-hmm. Joel the Lump of Coal. My first favorite Christmas song is by Tijuana Brass, Herb Albert Tijuana Brass. Oh, man. The Bell That Couldn't Jingle. Okay. Awesome. Listen to those two songs. Get that for your Christmas list. I know you're not a big Christmas song guy, but you you might like some of the... Matter of fact, that whole Herb Albert, it's a whole Christmas album of Herb Albert, Tijuana Brass. Yeah. Brass. Let me try that again. Herb Albert, Tijuana Brass, Christmas songs. It's the mm. whole album. It's great. Love it. Uh, okay, interesting. Uh, I do like Tijuana and uh, Herb Albert and Tijuana Brass. Some of their stuff was really good. So, okay. So give that a try. I'll do that. And the reason why we want to have a Christmas episode, and, and I, you know, look, I know it's uh, for people listening, I say, oh, it's just rinse, rinse and repeat. You do it every year. But I have to... Uh, Thank all our listeners for, for listening to the show. And, and uh, we say it every time. We appreciate how much they do and, uh, and the work that they do and everything and their, their partnership. And, and it means a tremendous amount to us. And uh, we're grateful for every one of them, of our listeners. And uh, uh, so just want to, more than anything, just a tribute to the hardworking men and women in this trade and thank them for everything that they do. And, uh, you know, Rob, I wrote down I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this. I was thinking about this earlier today. Everything that goes into a hardwood floor. And, and this is just, you know, there's much more than this. But uh, So is this the poem that's going to no. replace the night before Christmas? No, this isn't a poem. Uh, I think I was all. reading this thing that you wrote. Go ahead. Read yeah, it. it's not a poem at all. But I think, all right, well, you know. It's- well, it, this, this is a story. This is a, I think this could be the wood floor man's night before Christmas. Okay, I'll read it. Read it. All right. So, uh, you know, I was thinking about everything that goes into a floor before it gets to the homeowner's house. And uh, to bring a floor to someone's home, it has to be logged. The wood has to be logged. It has to be sawn. It has to be kiln drying. It has to be cut and machined in the flooring. It has to be graded. It has to be dried again and warehoused. A purchaser has to agree to bring it into the, to their distributor on the faith that they can sell it for a small profit. It is trucked. It's stored in another warehouse at a distributor. Salesperson has to sell it. It has to be trucked again in some fashion to the, to the homeowner where it will be, needs to be acclimated yet again. It is installed. And there are you know 100 steps that go into the installation uh, that's involved in each, each of these steps is so crucial and, and you know each one of the, each one of these steps is even debated and scrutinized by, by journeyman floor men, right? I mean, that love this craft and, and, and talk about the little idiosyncrasies, the little small things they do, all the decisions that are made and everything. It is then sanded and finished, where again, you need to make hundreds of decisions uh, uh, where the customer has the imperial discretion to say, you know what? Uh, those two boards are too dark. You need to replace those two boards. Uh, each board is handled. It's fitted, it's measured, it's eyeballed, 
and then we put a sheen on them, which by its nature highlights every spec of each board. Uh, every board is then judged under extraordinary lighting in today's homes. Uh, and then um, uh, even the sun participates in exposing each board. You know, when you have solar gain comes up and the, the house looks a certain way at certain times of day. Uh, but the board's not done yet. Every board is judged on how it holds up the wear and tear by those that are doing the wearing and tearing. Every board still has the ability to move and expand and shrink and based on the environment that we place it in. There's so many decisions made and steps taken while installing and finishing floors, uh, some of which are more obvious than others. Uh, very many times these decisions are based on years and years of experience uh, or a feel or intuition or an instinct, you can call it. Uh, then there's a relationship with the homeowners. Uh, you're working with machines in someone else's home, machines that create dust and noise and it's loud. And, uh, you know, most of these homeowners are wonderful uh, uh, and some are completely unreasonable. We talked about that in a past episode. Uh, you're producing a product that adds value. It looks spectacular, becomes part of the home. And, uh, you know, I, in a way, I think floor men are like gunslingers. You know, it doesn't matter what you did the last 20 years of your career. Nothing matters except that one job you are on with that customer at that time. And every job you gotta you gotta satisfy the need of all these people that come in with different ideas of what it's supposed to look like, different levels of uh, criticism, you know, different uh, ideas of what they think is right and wrong, and uh, it's a tremendous hard, tremendously hard job to do. And just think about you know what all that takes place before that floor gets to that homeowner, and you people that do it every day in and day out, and come out with a win. I mean. You know, who, ha who has a better record than a Harvard floor guy? You know what I mean? If you're a coach and you're 11 and three, you're a hero. If you're a floor man and you're 11, you're 11 and three, that's a bad, bad year. Right? You know what I mean? You have to, you have to be 95, 90, 95 to 100%. Probably 95% is, is a problem. 99, man. You got to be yeah. 99, nine. Yeah, there's no, there is no room for error. You're placed into these situations uh, under these circumstances with a living, breathing thing, right? I mean, uh, and you have to make this all work, not to mention dealing with other employees and trades and all the other things that go into it. And son of a you got to the end of the year, give yourself a pat on the back for, for, for a job well done. And uh, we appreciate you that you would take the time to listen to our podcast and partner with us on, on our products. And it means a tremendous amount to us, man. And, and we just want to say, uh, Thank you very much. We appreciate you. Um, and I, more than the hell with us appreciating you, I hope you appreciate yourselves. And really, do I, I talk about it a lot, man, because it means so much to me that uh, the people that work so hard in this industry, I hope you really do uh, appreciate yourself and how hard you work and, and take the time to, to really uh, uh, take that into account. So that's it. That's just, that was nice. A nice, short little thing. Perfect. Yeah, I wrote I, I wrote something too. So let me read mine. Hey, I, I think you guys are great. Have a have a Merry Christmas. Awesome. Uh, you, you put that in your refrigerator in your for your mom. <laughs> you know, you joke well, that's, about it. that's so nice that you mentioned my mother. Her and I haven't talked in about seven years. I appreciate that. Oh no, you're kidding. Yeah. Oh, nice. oh, uh, nice. Thanks, buddy. Anything else? Any other scab you want to pick right now? I hope that works out. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your phone number.
Um, you, we, you and I talk about this a lot after hours, you're in a hotel somewhere and I'm somewhere else. And, uh, we talk about work or somebody that called about the show or something. And, and, uh, but we all been there, man. We know, we know the grind sometimes, sometimes we wish we were back in it because we have, you know, as, as guys get older, they have your romanticize, uh, <laughs> their yeah. career. And, uh, you, you know, have you done that? Have you done that much? Uh, I, I love the trade, man. I did. I, my body, it got to the point where everything hurt. That's for me when I got out is because the pain just took the, the pleasure away. I mean, you know, every step and I'll tell you today, hold on a second, young guys in his trade. I thought I was as tough and bulletproof as they get. And I, I'm that guy that worked more. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I've said before how many holidays I've worked and, and, uh, Christmases and, and, and weekends and holidays and, you know, uh, three or four months without a day's off because I would never miss my schedule. Uh, I'll tell you, man, uh, we take care of your body because every single step I take, every single step hurts uh, with my knees. Um, so uh, don't take that for granted. My hearing is bad, you know, because I didn't, I didn't listen to the, to the, to, you know, wearing headphones and taking care of my ears. Uh, so, you know, make sure you do that. If you do nothing else, you know, I, I, someone told me uh, too late in life, <laughs> but that, uh, you know, you have to think of yourself as uh, like on this, on this shoulder right here, there's an old man. It's the old you when you get to be, you know, an older guy and you have to take care of that old guy. And it starts now. You know what I mean? You have to, you have to think about it because you're going to be that guy. We all thought we were bulletproof and, uh, and it, it, it just doesn't work like that. I, I really can't think of another trade. I really, I, I'm, while you were talking, I was really starting to think. What other trade works like floor guys, wood floor guys? I, I, I can't think of anybody else that works the nights, the weekends, seven days a week, if, if it calls for that. And I go back to that story that I heard my wife telling my daughter-in-law that one time, like she, my daughter-in-law said to my wife, geez, I, you know, my dad, he would come home every day at 545. You could. You could set your watch to when he was coming home. She said, I never know when Robert's coming home. And my wife said, it was funny to hear her say, it. well, that's, that's the life of a floor man. If they can get a coat on, they're going to get a coat on. If they can finish the install, they're going to finish the install. The best you can do is keep her supper warm for them. But she never saw anybody, you know, she wasn't, until she met him, she just never saw anybody that worked. And they're in the medical profession, you know, they, she's a nurse and everything. They're hardworking people, but something about floor guys, wood floor guys that you just never know. You just can't, you know, even guys are, you know, laying tile, stuff like that. You, I remember seeing them on the job. They never, they seem to go home at the end of the they, day. <laughs> they would go home, right? Yeah, they Jason would go home, go home, right? Yeah. But man, if it's, if it's five 30 and you're screening, you're, you know you ain't going anywhere. You know that you're going to stay and get that coat on, get that stain on, water pop, whatever. Yeah. And I never saw that with other trade, ever. I, I just, you never saw a carpet guy hanging out till 1130 at night, you know, getting the uh, getting yeah. carpet. I, I never did. Yeah. When, when I saw, you know, electricians, did you ever, you never saw these guys? No. I, I think that there's so many steps into, into doing hardwood floors and each one of them is so critical. That is part of the reason. 
And, uh, you know, you asked me about it, but I, do I romanticize about it or whatever? I do. And I, though what got me, though, is as much as I'm saying these things and what's your ear protection and what's your knees and stuff, I wouldn't, I love to trade, man. I still do. I'm actually jealous. I don't pine, like, I don't want to be 20 years old again. I don't want to be 30 years old again. Those, that ship has sailed. I'm, I'm very happy with where I am in life now. And I wouldn't turn the clock back one day, I've said before. But I do get sometimes jealous about the opportunity these guys have, the younger guys have. I would have loved to show it off my work on social media and seen other guys and get inspired. I would love to have been able to share information back and forth like it's being shared right now. I love some of the tools that are out right now that we didn't have back in the day. Uh, I, I, I think it's a great time to be in the trade. I really do. I think also if you look at the, what's coming down the pike, uh, the floors of, floor guys will be in demand. When I say guys, and I, I hate that we both do this because there are so many women in this trade that kick and do a When I say job. guys, I mean women too. I, I, yeah, I hope people know that, that we're including them both. There's more and more women getting in this and there's a, there's a, there's a damn sure a need for them and a place for them and, uh, and uh, they're doing fabulous work. So Almost every single training I do, there's a woman there. I, I'm just blown away by how many women are coming to training, have their own companies or, you know, well, you know what? I should, I shouldn't say I'm blown away. I used to be blown away by it, but I'm not anymore. I mean, you know, I used to be kind of surprised when you'd see, you know, 20 years ago when we were doing NWFA schools, oh my gosh, there's a girl, there's a girl in the class. Well, now it's like, yeah, there's a girl in the class because they can pull finish better than anybody I've ever watched. I mean, they, Hey, they got an eye there. I got a. Better, I better watch what I'm saying here before <laughs> before HR tunes in to. Well, I gotta. I gotta go off topic real quick. And it's, there's something you said on a podcast a while ago that kind of went by me, and then I, I've thought about it like five different times. So I, I'm going to ask you now before I forget. Uh, you you mentioned something about pulling a T-bar and pushing a T-bar. The amount of the, the the how it can change the the sheen level of the floor, you know what I mean? Can you go over that one time? And I'll get back to the episode, but this has been on my mind. So I'm, no, I didn't say pulling and pushing. Okay, I said pulling and dragging. Yes, yeah, okay. So can you talk? So after you said that, it makes sense to me. You're using a certain amount of pressure one way, and yes. it's not consistent going the other way. Exactly. Can you touch that on on that for a minute? Okay. I got my T-bar in my hand, left hand, top of the bar, right hand, lower on the bar. Okay. Two, finger, two fingers, if you will. Barely holding on to the bottom hand. I'm walking and looking at the wall, dragging the bar behind me, right? I get up to the wall. I go in and make my turn, but I do not switch my hands. And now I walk backwards towards the other wall. And it's not because you're not by hand you No, no. But now before, when I'm walking forward, okay, and the left hand is on top, now I'm dragging. But if I go in and don't move my hands and my left hand is still at the top, now when I'm coming back, my right hand is pulling on the bottom of the bar. It's pulling a little lower. So you're yeah. gonna be putting more pressure on the bar. So, and especially with tinted sealers and things, when you make that turn, you switch your hands, 
and you're always dragging, dragging versus pulling. And that's to have a, if you want to pull all the time, that's fine. Just be consistent. Just be consistent. Don't go push, don't go drag, pull, drag, pull, drag, pull, because working with tinted products, Amber Seal, Natural Seal, Nordic, anything with trans tint or something, now you have a shot at heavy, light, heavy, light, which in the right light could look like striping. You know something? Intuitively, I've always kind of known that, but I've never heard it explained before. And I think that's, that's like I said, you said it, it went past me, the conversation moved on, uh, but it's been on my mind. I mean, like five different times I thought about it. So sorry to, you know, I just- I can't it. believe you said that because, uh, you know, we have, we have Sunday dinner for the family. Every Sunday, 14 of us, the whole family, you all get together, grandkids. Hey, really? Yeah. Every Sunday? Every Sunday. Every Sunday. All the kids, all the grandkids, and, you know, what the whole family. So it's, right now we're 14, 14 strong. That's Isn't that something? Yeah, that's pretty cool. So we get together every Sunday at my place, Sunday dinner, okay? And I can't believe you just said this because about a month ago, my son-in-law, Emily's husband, Brian, the guy's name is Brian Chapin, one of the nicest guys you've ever met in your life. He's a pharmacist, but he listens to the show, okay? He walks up to me. I'm standing at the grill doing something. He walks up to me, and he goes, okay, you got to tell me the difference between pulling and dragging. I'll be damned. Because he listened to the show. He heard yeah. me talking, pulling and dragging. Mm -hmm. So I I just happened to have a broom right there. I said, okay. So I was pretending the broom was a T-bar and showed him, told him. He looked at me. He goes, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, perfect. There you go. <laughs> All right. But anyhow, so I'll get back uh, on topic here. Uh, again, uh, we just simply want to thank you for your, list your listenership and everything. But more importantly, and, and I'm like the, uh, the, the last, I mean, I don't feel like a hypocrite when I say this, but because uh, I was bad at it, but I hope you do. And maybe, maybe you learn a lesson from me is I hope you do take some time off or get to take some time off, spend with your family and enjoy the, the holiday, if nothing else, think back and look at how many battles you won last year, how many jobs you went into, tough situations. And, uh, you know, some of these floors that are, uh, while nothing's automatic, certainly some are easier than others. Some of them take you all 10 rounds, as my brother John always says, and that job took all 10 rounds. We got it, but it took 10 rounds. You know, we've all had those. So um, I hope you do reflect back and, uh, and uh, give yourself a pat on the back for all the hard work that you've done and the, all that you've accomplished. And, and uh, the skills that you have and the craftsman that you are and uh, just appreciate yourself for that. So I, I'd like to give one more shout out and I know everybody, you know, hardworking guys, but um, I do want to give a shout out to our sport floor guys. I know we got a lot of sport floor listeners and um, you know, the time of year where a lot of us get to take breaks around Thanksgiving and Christmas, those dedicated sport floor guys, schools are closed. Okay, schools are closed and these guys are out there making hay when the schools are closed. So a lot of these holidays and around the holiday times, um, these guys are out killing it. You know, these guys are out banging away on gym. So I know you guys working really hard around the holidays. So I, we just want to give a shout out to you and tell you that, uh, you know, we're proud of you and we really thank you for listening. Yep. Amen. All right, Rob. 
that's all that's enough to need uh all that needs to be said so well uh, you know what there's one more thing i want to say okay uh, and i know there's a lot of uh network tv executives that listen to this show okay last saturday night it was almost like the networks got together abc cbs and nbc eight o'clock on a saturday night they all showed a different christmas cartoon one was the grinch another one was i think santa claus coming to town and frosty the snowman or rudolph the red-nosed reindeer your three biggest cartoons to these poor little kids who are looking for these cartoons are on at the same time on different networks now what kind of a sick son of a you know what who did the scheduling here yeah when i was a kid you wanted to watch them all i mean don't get me wrong you know you of course you can go out and buy them and see them and everything but for the networks to do that all on the same night and like i said i know a lot of executives listen to the show of course so i i just want to say hey smarten up come on yeah good call thanks absolutely all right, Rob. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, I hope you one, also... one more question. Do you have a favorite yeah. Christmas movie now that we're talking Christmas? Um, I used to really like, uh, um, uh, uh, what's the uh, Jimmy? Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. That, that always, but I've seen it so many times. I just watched that the other night. Yep, that's a good one. If you want to you know my favorite Christmas song, I think you asked. Um, one of my favorites is uh, is uh, uh, David Bowie, and uh, is it Bill Crosby? Uh, Dave, Bill Bing Crosby. Crosby. Bing, Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby and David Bowie. Yes, sit, sitting together because I don't think they liked each other. I don't think uh, Crosby liked uh, like uh, like uh, um, what's his name, David Bowie, and they have. I mean, you can talk about two worlds. They're completely foreign to each other, uh, but they're both at the top of their game. And I can't remember the name of the Christmas song, but they sang a beautiful Christmas song duet. And I thought, I wonder what both these guys are thinking right now or, or how this came about. I think that song was Little Drummer Boy. That's exactly what it was. Yes. Yeah, good knowledge. Yeah. yeah. So I do like that one. Okay. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Or happy holidays, however you celebrate them. And uh, uh, this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode.